The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners around the world in South Africa, the Czech Republic, and Pakistan, and in the states of Arkansas, Illinois, and Arizona. Welcome and thank you. Thank you all for your continuing support because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul, as you learn to hear the still small voice within over the loud voices of others, you will begin to feel at peace. It is through this connection with the limitless part of yourself that miracles occur like unexpected healing, love relationships, and wealth. In our first show this year, Psychic Dwan Washington pointed out that this connection to our limitless higher self is essential to make the best use of the energy available in 2016. This is new energy entering the world that will allow us to change our destiny and create the life we desire. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is observe nature. One form of meditation is to sit and relax in nature or to look outside from a comfortable spot. Enjoy the beauty of the sunset, the flowers, the birds singing. This is actually one of my favorite ways to meditate. I can easily get lost in nature. 
My OM Awakening workshop last Sunday was very successful. Everyone stayed afterwards to thank me and to talk with each other before going on with their day. They all said that they plan on attending my next one. Connecting with your soul, listening. I created this workshop because of the need this year for all of us to know our souls better. Listening is one of the most important ways to do this. All too often, however, we ignore the still small voice within, the soft whisper that gets drowned out by the loud voices in our head. We must start to get comfortable trusting this quiet voice because it's the key to experiencing joy. Healthy love relationships, unexpected healing, and wealth occur through the connection with your soul. This connection is essential to make the best use of the new energy available to us this year. With it, you can even change your destiny and create the life you truly desire. In this workshop, you will learn how to hear and feel your soul, get to know your soul, enrich your life and your spirit. Learn how to receive your soul's guidance. Become more self-empowered. Bring everyday miracles into your life. Reduce stress and be at peace. We'll be at the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas on Sunday, March 13th from 2 to 3.30. And if you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present this workshop or another one in your area. A previous workshop attendee, Margaret, wrote me the following thank you note. Here I am in sunny Santa Fe, but thinking about you and your wonderful workshop. Thanks again for allowing me to feel so safe and comfortable that I could actually express myself in a group of strangers. I would have thought it impossible, and you made it seem easy and fun, too. I've saved my notes so I can return to that feeling of safe exploration and discovery. Thanks again. As always, I very much appreciate when someone takes the time to write such a heartfelt, beautiful note. This is what makes what I do worthwhile to me. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of uplift your life, nourishment of the spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field like our returning guest today. Tobin Blake, who will talk with us about meditation as a component of healing. 
Last week, we had a great conversation with Rabbi Rachel Cowan on wise aging, living with joy, resilience, and spirit. Her approach is so needed because it combines the wisdom and healing that's possible through the spiritual realm with the knowledge and insights that psychology affords us. When you add the component of healing within community, you have all the ingredients necessary to make the most of your life here on earth. Although this episode is aimed at those who are considered seniors, the truth is is that we can all benefit from taking a close look at the information discussed in this show because it's really about living to the fullest. The concepts of forgiveness, discarding the false self, holding sadness and joy in the same moment, and more are all relevant regardless of age. To listen to last week's show, please go to my website, paulajoyce.com, and click on Radio Show at the top of the navigation. You can hear this show or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. While you're there, if you missed our first show of the year with Psychic Dwan Washington, I encourage you to listen to it. His show was our most popular one last month, and for good reason. The information was so important that I put it in a blog that's also on my website, paulajoyce.com. He told us how we can make this a spectacular year for ourselves and at the same time decrease destructive influences in the world like violence and global warming. This is the year that you can even change your destiny. Please check it out and then generously share the information with others who need it. My silver lining story this week was the result of a false accusation that was texted to me just before I was about to write today's show. It was quite cruel and inflammatory, and it definitely brought up feelings of anger. I sent an appropriate response stating the facts and rejecting his accusations. I was not calming down, however. I analyzed what what I had said and still felt that I had acted appropriately. I even started to write another text, which I deleted because it felt accusatory as opposed to factual. So if I defended myself properly, acted civilly despite his nastiness, and held my boundaries, why was I still so angry? I literally asked myself that question, and I got an immediate answer. I heard a voice in my head telling me that it wasn't about him. It was about all the people before him who I had treated with respect and who had betrayed my kindness with cruelty. I held on to the anger because in those moments I didn't have the strength to speak up for myself. As soon as I acknowledged the truth, the anger fell away. The silver linings were substantial. First, I took care of the accusations quickly and without all of the angst that I used to have about whether it was okay for me to take care of myself and demand what was owed to me. I in no way acted like the victim. I responded from a position of self-empowerment and integrity. The bonus silver lining was that I was able to feel and then let go of another layer of anger from previous abuse. I turned the 
current anger into righteous indignation. What was left was the old anger that I needed to feel and take responsibility for before I could let it go. I'm freer than I was before his abusive text. So am I grateful? Yes. Those few moments of anger were well worth the benefit of getting rid of pain that I've carried for way too long. It's no longer inside of me causing damage. So yes, thank you. I thought about meditating while I was in the middle of this, but as I walked over to where I wanted to meditate, I found myself driven to gather my materials for writing the show. In the process, I found old papers that I don't need anymore, so I moved them to the recycling. As I write this, I realize that it was my inner wisdom helping me discard old, unwanted physical clutter in preparation for discarding old, unwanted mental and emotional clutter. I've discovered that when I follow that inner guidance, it always leads me where I want to go. And this experience reminds me that meditation occurs in many ways. There are those who follow strict guidelines and there are those who are more free form. Some practice mindfulness, some transcendental meditation. Others go on silence retreats for days or weeks and some use a mantra while sitting and others like a walking meditation with a mantra. Some teachers believe that you need to sit in a certain patient position and that it's important that you stay awake. Some advocate participating in a group. My own practice has changed over time. For years, I walked the labyrinth at retreats and on my own and even bought a finger labyrinth to use at home. It served me well and continues to when I choose to walk it. One of my favorite current techniques is based on a suggestion in Deepak Chopra's book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. He advocates meditating by just looking out the window for three hours every Sunday. I did that for a long time. Now I just look out the window when I feel like it, or I sit in nature and contemplate for whatever length of time feels good. When appropriate, I meditate by using special breathing exercises, sometimes with colors or chants that help me move negative energy out of my body and bring in positive energy. At other times, I use sound meditation where I play or listen to pure crystal bowls. My other favorite methods of meditation are when I'm lying down during the day or at night as I'm falling asleep. I take myself through a guided meditation or just think about things that I'm grateful for or visualize my life as I want it to be. If I fall asleep, my meditation moves into my dream life, which provides a powerful connection to the spiritual realm. I believe that it's all good and that we each need to find what is best for us at a given point in time and be open to change as we need it. As long as what you're doing is working for you, keep doing it. I have one more meditative process that I want to share with you. I have used it with great success over many years. I call it flow or meditative writing, which I do without stopping or editing. 
Here's a piece that I wrote in October 1998, immediately after a meditative experience I had while driving. When I got home, I sat down, pictured myself back in the car, and just wrote. Here I am, looking out the window of the car door on the passenger side. I have to look past my daughter and her wild 13-year-old emotions. I'm looking for something, anything, and my eyes settle on the most beautiful sunrise. The rays are visible through the clouds, and the whole world seems to be nothing except this gorgeous ball in the eastern sky. Color, oh my, such beautiful colors. The sunrise is so magnificent in the fall. The colors are more vivid, more brilliant, more alive. I'm grateful, so grateful. The colors touch a deep place inside of me and transform my world from listening to my daughter striking out to feeling inner peace and beauty, a sense of wonder, of connectedness to the universe, to God, an answer to a prayer, really a direct answer for help. What better help could I receive than the gift of getting lost in the hope, the wonder, the gift of the red, the yellow, the oranges as the colors shift, blend, meld, and separate? It's a whole lifetime happening in a matter of seconds, minutes. The wonder and beauty of nature, the joy of getting out of the mundane, out of the trap of trivia that can pull me down so easily. No, not so easily anymore. So the uplifting sunrise was a true blessing this morning as it is every time I see it. Actually, the best part of driving carpool is that where I get the inspiration for the paintings I do? Or do I love the sun and just paint those colors? Or maybe it's both. And now I want to introduce our returning guest today, Tobin Blake, who truly understands this world of meditation and of healing. He's the author of Everyday Meditation, 100 Daily Meditations for Health, Stress Relief, and Everyday Joy, which was selected as one of the best books of 2012 by two different sources. His most recent book is The Healing of Jordan Young, a remarkable true story and a 21st century spiritual guide to healing. Tobin has studied various spiritual traditions and has been meditating for over two decades. He's a longtime student of A Course in Miracles and the Mind-Body Connection. He has appeared on numerous radio and television shows and has held workshops on meditation and spiritual awakening. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. While listening to the commercials, click on the link to read about and register for my workshop, Connecting with Your Soul, Listening, or to schedule one in your area. Then click on Store to purchase my ebook. 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment, then go to Calendar of Events to see your question for today and answer it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Tobin Blake to discuss meditation as a component of healing. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
Seek greater awareness. The best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners. And as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to become part of the conversation today, please call one 866 Four seven two five seven nine five, or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down that you're willing to commit to finding a meditation practice that suits you. And I'm so pleased to welcome back Tobin Blake to discuss meditation as a component of healing. Welcome, Tobin. Thank you. I'm happy to be here this morning, Dr. Paula. Great. Um, Well, we had such a great conversation last time, and there's no way to cover everything. And with your expertise in teaching meditation and of having practiced for over two decades, please give us some insights on the value of meditation, mindfulness, and visualization, and uh, and what it can and can't do. What are um, realistic expectations? Yeah, well, um, realistic expectation is that it can completely alter your life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, when I got into meditation many, many years ago, um, I was at a point in my life where I was pretty pretty much fed up with the roller coaster of life, you know, the the wild ups and downs. And at that time, I was really um, pretty much had subscribed my life to 
the winds of fate, so to speak, meaning that, um, you know, basically when I got up in the morning, uh, when, when I walked out the door, whichever way the wind was blowing, which was pretty much the direction that my life was going. So when things were going good, externally I was on a high, and when things were going bad, externally I was on a low, just a crashing low. So these, these highs and lows of uh, worldly fate um, are pretty exhausting after a while, and they really are the cause of our suffering. So meditation is quite remarkable because what it does is it asks you to step back from all of that and step back from your thought identification and your attempts to um, control and project into the future or dwell and live in the past and just become present with what is right now. And as you do that, you find this incredible freedom from the circumstances of the world circumstances of uh, your relationships and so on and so forth and you reconnect with a very intimate part of yourself which I call your core self it is the part of you that was around before your body was around the part of you that will be around after your body is no longer a functioning uh, part of this world Um, and it was around before your ego it exists at the core of yourself so as you reconnect with that you find this incredible lightness, freedom, and a sense of joy that is um, so profound, there's really no way to describe it other than to experience it for yourself. And and how did you um, learn how to meditate, and how did you find what works for you? Well, you know, looking back, I really feel like I took a traditional path. Uh, I trained uh, early on through um, um, self-realization fellowship, um, and you know, ultimately, well, it's it's great because it gets you involved. That was the most important thing. Looking back, I find that the techniques that I used were not as effective as they could have been. Um, I was I was using concentration techniques and things of this nature when. <clears throat> Really, later on, I discovered that uh, just letting go, just becoming present, um, just focusing on the simplest of exercises that bring you, align you with the here and now, are actually the most effective. So in other words, I was trying way too hard to make something special happen when really just letting go uh, and relaxing into the moment, becoming present, for instance, of your breath, um, of your inner body, um, uh, just repeating a simple mantra like as you exhale such as one I love to teach in my uh, meditation classes peace, calm, still so as you exhale repeat the word peace to yourself inwardly and then next out breath calm and then on the third out breath still and just repeat that pattern letting the words sink in and bring you peace as you relax um, these are super effective and so I've gone from Um, teaching people and trying to focus on um, concentration techniques and just trying to eliminate thoughts and and so on and so forth to simply focusing on relaxing, letting go. It's it's super easy and it will carry you away better than any other technique I've ever discovered. Um, I love what you're saying because 
I find that often people use some structured form of meditation to hurt themselves because they beat up on themselves. I mean, someone I know was saying um, just recently um, that after 20, 30 years of practicing, she still can't do it right. And she's still beating up on herself. And this is someone who goes to, you know, long retreats of silence and and has somebody who works with her every week. And it's very intense. And yet it's become a, um, a way that she hurts herself because she doesn't believe she's doing it right. <laughs> right. So whenever you find yourself saying, I'm not doing this right, I can't do this, uh, right, right then and there you can identify that you yourself in that moment are identified with your ego. So uh, it's only the ego that criticizes and, and tells you you're not doing things correctly um, and you suck basically at this. You know, after so you've been doing this for 20 years and, you, you know, it's just ridiculous. There is no wrong way to meditate. Oh, thank you. Go ahead. Let's just get that out there. The most powerful moments are just those moments in between those sorts of thoughts. You're not doing this correctly, or whatever the thoughts in your mind are in those moments. When, When those thoughts slow down and you experience those very pure moments in between the thoughts that you think, that is the key to meditation. That is what you're trying to connect with and allow to expand. So the more identi- you identify with your thoughts, the less close you come to those experiences. I suggest people, you don't fight against your thoughts, whatever those thoughts may be, positive thoughts, negative thoughts, thoughts about the future, things you're worried about, things you need to accomplish, um, um, things you hope will happen, you know, positive uh, mental extrapolations into the future, and as well as the past. You let go of thoughts of the past and concerns about the past, um, self-judgment, guilt that you, for things you've done and, and you haven't um, been able to forgive yourself for, things other people have done and you haven't been able to forgive them for, um, happy thoughts of the past, all that stuff. You just let go of all of that and you just become present And as thoughts arise, instead of fighting them off, you just let them drift by as if they were clouds in the sky. You're not resisting them. You're letting them come and go. But at the same rate, you're not grabbing onto them and um, getting caught up in what I call the the web of thought, thought webs, you know, where one thought leads you into another thought, and it's just endless. Just let them flow and realize that you are the presence observing those thoughts. You are not your thoughts. Key uh, element to meditation. And I think we all get caught sometimes in that, in letting the thoughts um, absorb us and we get caught in them as opposed to watching them float by. So, and, and even that I think people can use to beat themselves up that I still do that after all these years. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, the more you engage with thoughts like that, um, the, the more you just, you just feed them and make them bigger and make them more real to you. 
Um, so like I said, simplify as much as possible in your practice and realize what you are trying to connect with has nothing to do with your thoughts. It has nothing to do with any specific technique either that you're using. If you're repeating the, the words peace, calm, still, which is a form of mantra, meditation really has nothing to do with that practice. Those uh, words that you're repeating are just there to help you quiet down enough to make that interconnection with your core self, which exists here and now. You'll never find it in the future. Um, you, you know, you, you you can meditate for 20 years and you'll never find it if you're always believing that it's going to be at some point down the road that you're going to make this connection. Amazing thing about meditation is the relief, the presence um, is here with you now, no matter who you are, even if you've never meditated a single minute in your lifetime, you can make that connection fully today, right now. And, and maybe that's the thing to focus on is the positive of I did it for a second or I did it for a few seconds. I made that connection. And then maybe the next time, oh, I did that a few times or and, and I stayed in it longer. And I think because I know you also talk about creating positive thoughts and letting go of the negative ones. Mm-hmm. And maybe part of that process is learning to focus on those moments where, or those even seconds or fraction of seconds where you really are connected and in that place of peace. Absolutely. It's all about letting that, those experiences of spaciousness, of presence, where I mean, we've all had um, moments of presence. We've all experienced it. The problem is they go by so fast, and we don't acknowledge them. We don't recognize them. So part of meditation is recognizing those moments, recognizing what your meditation teacher means by the word presence. And once you're able to do that, reconnecting with that space again and again and allowing it to be and to expand from just a moment into, um, you know, this moment and the next moment and the next moment. And before you know it, you're spending hours a day in the state of presence. And just, it's just this incredible feeling of liberation that you begin to experience. And it just gets deeper and more powerful the further you go into it. And and that's really what we're aiming for is the meditation is a way of learning what it feels like and how to get there. And then hopefully we take that into our lives. Right. Absolutely. So it's not about just sitting down for a few minutes in the morning and a few minutes in the evening and having that moment of freedom. I mean, that is super important. Um, but what that really is doing, it's, it's training you to be um, calm and to be at peace with that and to get a sense of what that presence is and then to take that peace and, and use it for your daily living. You know, what good is it if you uh, ground yourself in a sense of peace and, and quietness and happiness for three minutes in the morning and the rest of the day you're just running ragged? It really, it's not, uh, it's, it's not about just those moments. It's about really transforming your entire experience of life and your relationships as well. 
Absolutely. And I want to go back to your phrase a few minutes because that's another thing that I think people beat themselves up with. Well, to do it right, I need to do it for 20 minutes or an hour or X number of times a day or a week or whatever. Yeah. Um, Right. And, And you know from my book, my stance on all this is really simple. It's all about quality over quantity. Anybody can sit down for an hour with your eyes closed and just sit there and think about stuff. You can think about your past, you think about your future, you get caught up in you know, all kinds of thoughts, and then you, you open your eyes and you say, wow, that was great, I, I'm, you pat yourself on the back, I just meditated for an hour. No, you didn't. You just sat there thinking for an hour. The truth is, if you, if you tell yourself, I'm going to sit down and meditate for an hour, most people in the Western world are already going to be putting their hands up and saying, uh-uh. They're already going to be experiencing resistance to the thought of sitting down for an hour with eyes closed doing nothing. Um, whereas if you just say, I'm going to meditate for three minutes or five minutes or ten minutes or something that's more manageable for you, but I'm going to really focus on letting go and letting presence emerge within me and just allowing myself to be and experience life directly as the moment unfolds. Um, That is a powerful, powerful practice, far more powerful than sitting around for an hour with your eyes closed thinking. Just consider this. It takes one instant, one instant to reconnect fully with source. One instant. But um, you can project in time all you want and get lost in thoughts all you want for the whole day and you accomplish nothing. So quality over quantity every day. Um, powerful words and and so important and and I love that you also talked about the difference between Western and Eastern. We are different in the Western world. We've been brought up differently, and we relate to um, the world and to meditation differently. Yes, we have unity and lots in common with everybody and we are all connected and yet there are differences and so to think that we can pick something up from another um, place and another way of being in the world and to put it on top of us it, it doesn't make sense it's not it, it doesn't um, for some people it may but because they may be in tune with that, but most of us aren't. Yeah, um, it, it's truly incredible. The Western world is just waking up to meditation. But you know, meditation is fascinating. When I when I uh, haven't taught any physical classes, in person classes lately, but I used to do that all the time, pretty regularly. And when I was teaching those classes. Uh, one of the first things that I would tell the students that would come in is, I'm not the teacher here. You know, my life, I'm 40-some years old, <laughs> and um, so I've been around that long, and hopefully, you know, I'll be around another 30 or 40 years if things turn out that way, uh, if I live to be the average age of human beings. And um, in the grand scheme of, of life, it's, that's just a, bl- a blink of the eye. A blink of the cosmic eye, just, you know, as uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer 
said it's just a little parentheses in eternity. Um, so I'm not much. But the, te- the true teacher in, the, in these classes is meditation itself. It's been around for thousands of years as opposed to our little lifetimes. Meditation is the teacher. It is one of the most ancient of all practices. Think about that. It is, it is so ancient that it predates um, biblical times. You know, it predates uh, the time of Christ. It was around when Buddha was born. It was already an ancient practice 2,500 years ago when Buddha was born. Think about that. That's how old this practice is. Um, I don't think that there's any other practice in, that we have today that uh, is, is that ancient. Maybe, you know, drumming and dancing, <laughs> stuff like that, which is just really basic. So the fact that it's just emerging in Western consciousness is just baffling to me. But it is so ingrained in the human uh, archetype that people in the Western world can still pick it up and instantly connect with it. I have seen so many students who come into meditation totally uncertain, not knowing what it is, and they just sit down and they just have these mind-blowing experiences sometimes even from the the get-go. So um, don't think of it as as sort of an alien practice, uh, a foreign practice that is just for Eastern um, mindsets. Your mindset is the same as theirs. We're all really the same. I, and and how we practice it though may vary. Um, oh yeah. Which which you okay? So I, I think that's really um, what I I was getting at. But sure. I love and I went I off love on what, a tangent. Sorry. No 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 no. I love what you said. That was fascinating because it really um, it, it gave me a different um, window into the concept of meditation, that it's really in all of our genes um, because it does go back so far. So, um, no, that was beautiful. Thank you. No tangents, as we discussed before. It's all... It's all good and it's all guided and it's all important and necessary. So thank you. Amen. Um, <laughs> and this is a perfect time for a break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about um, the heal the role of meditation in healing that you used with Jordan and that we can all use. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You will receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your core self, your true self, your inner wisdom, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It continues to be a gift that helps my clients heal at a more rapid rate than would normally be expected. Now in your paper, write down how you're going to explore meditation techniques that would work for you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Tobin Blake to discuss meditation as a component of healing. Healing. 
Change, the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down how you're going to explore meditation techniques that will work for you. Um, And Tobin Blake's books would be a fabulous place to start. I'm so glad we're here with Tobin to discuss meditation as a component of healing. And let's move into that now. How um, more deeply, how did you use meditation and other techniques to help um, Jordan to heal from his um, serious and even fatal diagnosis of cancer? Well, first of all, just more generally, um, it's been many, many years ago um, science started to identify that meditation had quite a profound effect on the body. And they didn't know why, and they still don't know exactly why, but they could see the effect. You know, that's the first thing that science observed was that it was having this profound effect. Not only were people reporting that they were happier who, who were meditating um, you know, less anxiety, less depression, uh, experiencing less stress, but their body was healthier, and we saw um, that meditation reduced the incidence of cancer, the incidence of developing heart disease. In some cases, uh, some studies showed up to 80%, but the uh, American Heart Association on their website, I think it, it listed at about 50%, so that's what they're they're citing there, and the same goes for um, the development of cancer, but we really didn't understand how or why. 
And um, one of the more, most interesting studies that came out, I think, in recent years was um, done by the Benson Henry Institute of Mind-Body Medicine out of Massachusetts General. And they actually discovered that meditation is somehow affecting us at the genetic level. It's actually affecting the way they called it, the way their genes actually express. So um, without getting too much into the, the complex technical details of what that means, in, in simple terms, what it means is that um, when you meditate regularly, you see changes in your genetic code, basically. Um, in fact, they found that over 2,200 genes were affected in people who meditated. And some of those genes were very, very important. Genes that handle, for instance, free radicals um, and genes that handle uh, inflammation, affect inflammation in the body. These things actually relate directly to diseases such as cancer, which free radicals affect, and, um, and inflammation is well known to cause heart disease. So we finally began to unravel it. We still don't understand how or why it affects us at the genetic level, but it is a profound effect. Um, in any case, when you're dealing with anybody who's dealing with some kind of an illness or, um, or just wants to stay healthy, Meditation absolutely is one of the most profound things we can do. It is the most effective natural medicine out there, uh, and it's so profound and effective that we find that, and studies have shown this, that really those effects, those benefits come into play quite rapidly. You don't have to have been meditating for decades to really receive these. Even just sitting down and beginning your practice, we really see these um, benefits start to filter into a person's life after only weeks. So it's pretty incredible. So um, some people um, have such faith in this research that you're just talking about that that's all that they do, that they don't want um, harsh drugs or methods or yeah. anything to do with Western medicine. What's your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, gosh, uh, you know, that's a personal choice. For me, for most people, I suggest that you know, if you're dealing with a serious illness or you have a major injury or something like that, Western medicine is really great at dealing with acute physical symptoms. So it can certainly be helpful to go see your doctor, to go to the hospital if you need to, um, and to, you know, um, receive those physical treatments as well. I think for most people, uh, when you're dealing with a serious illness, it's going to be most effective to use both. Uh, why limit yourself, right? So some progressive physical treatments that are well thought out and well considered um, and well-researched are great, but you can't stop there because if you stop there, you're dealing with treating the physical body alone. And the physical body is just the grossest, uh, most material extension of what you are in truth. Um, and if you believe people like Dr. Candace Pert, who did a tremendous amount of research on the mind-body connection, she ultimately stated quite directly in one of her books that the body is actually just the physical extension of the mind. Think about that. The, the body is the physical extension of the mind in time and space. So what that means is if you have a disease in your body, you can trace those roots to that disease 
somewhere back into the head, what I call the head and the heart of the patient, um, the mental structure, the emotional structure. Um, the problem with treating the disease, diseases from a physical level is you don't address those roots. And so you pull out, it's like pulling up a weed without pulling out the roots. The weed's just going to grow right back again in some form. It has to happen. So you have to go deeper than just physical treatments, and meditation is a profound way to dig in the dirt of your garden, your life, and pull out those roots. Um, I love it, and I love that you said, and I know Dr. Bernie Siegel says this too, that it doesn't have to be either or do both. It's um, yes and. <laughs> right. It, it's all important. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, in this world, we're uh, ultimately we're not actually physical creatures in the ultimate sense. We're spiritual beings, Okay. But um, in this world, we have a physical component, and it doesn't make much sense to deny that part. So when we're seeing diseases show up in the physical um, aspect of ourselves, we need to treat that as well. Um, you know, and I think that truly advanced people probably could effectively treat themselves just treating the mental-emotional aspect. But um, why limit yourself once again? Why limit yourself? Um, treat all the elements of the human being, all dimensions of the human being, spiritual, uh, emotional, and physical. Um, I, I agree with you, and, and we'll end on this note because I think the other thing that you say that's so very important is that to heal, you really need to feel worthy and that you deserve to heal, and also that you have a reason to get well, a reason to live, something to live for. And I think often people don't have both of those aspects. Um, So, uh, again, healing is so complex, and you bring so much knowledge and wisdom, and I thank you so much for um, bringing that to us. Thank you, Tobin. Dr. Paul, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. And you can reach um, Tobin at TobinBlake.com. And I want to thank my listeners for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook, then click Click on my link to my resources page to purchase Tobin Blake's book and to my store to purchase my books. Then learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, energy healing, past life regressions, or my other experiential workshops. And um, and if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm, literally thousands of angels and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. Click on the link to register for my Connecting With Your Soul listening workshop then go to the calendar of events and press click here to send me an email 
please join us next Thursday when Dr. Stephen Vasquez will return to talk with us about his special techniques to help people heal from abuse and trauma. In the meantime, if you have a difficulty in your own life or an inspirational story to share, email me at drpaulajoyce.com at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week.